From time to time, I've had the opportunity to uh, come before you and give different lessons, and I have to tell you that this morning is one that, uh, you know, I came up with a sheet of paper with a few notes on it, but uh, that was just simply to cut down the things that I would like to be able to talk about today. Because when you talk about kids and children, it, it pulls a heartstring of all of us, okay? And, and I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story, and I'm going to sh- share some time with, with Ian Gauchy as well this morning about a work that the churches in the Pittsburgh area are involved in and very deeply involved in. Okay, this is your geography lesson for the day, okay? What you're looking at is India, okay? And most of you are familiar with this shape of India, especially kids who are younger than I am. But what you don't recognize is there's a little piece of India that's over here that also is part of that country. And you notice that there's only a real small piece of land that connects the main part of India with this portion. Today, this main portion here is, is bubbling, okay? It has a lot, of, a lot of activity, a lot of business. But not the same is true over in this region. Matter of fact, the area that we're going to talk about for a few minutes is this place called Manipur. And the little town that we're talking about, Chirachanpur, is near Imphal. Um, if you go back in history, you'll find after World War II, uh, this was a growing, peaceful area, and a lot of uh, financial uh, institutions were involved in that area. And that's because that region was basically under British control before World War II. But as time has gone on, this place has become more destitute. As it is part of India, it's separated from the mainland, and has become more and more involved where you see tribal uh, influence throughout that region. Uh, the area of Imphal, Tarachampur, has been called the Switzerland of India, and it's also been designated as one of the poorest and most backward regions of India. The orphanage, Angel's Place, that we, we help support okay, is located right here on this, this border between what is Myanmar and India. For, for us old-timers, you may have known Myanmar as Burma, okay? And, and so you remember that name, Burma, Bangladesh, and Nepal. Uh, so when did the transition occur? If you look back through the 70s and 80s, it was basically a peaceful area. But then as you got into the late 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, this became an area that was very much... Uh, controlled by different tribes. They also uh, started looking at a way to separate from, from India. As you can tell, there wasn't much keeping them together anyway. And one of the hurdles that we have faced, okay, as we've tried to move supplies in at times, has been blockades of keeping supplies going in to the area of India where it needs to go to support Angel's Place. Um, what's life like for kids there? Well, here, you know, we go through and we protect our kids against diseases. But that area, okay, is riddled with malaria, tuberculosis, uh, HIV, AIDS. You name the disease, and it's there. And the kids that are there are exposed to it from the time that they're very small. Uh, That area uh, is very backward. India as a whole has a literacy rate, okay, of, of somewhat close to 100%. This area has a literacy rate of about 75%. Um, the one good thing, though, is you look at India as a whole, it's the fastest growing area for Christian, uh, Christianity in the world today. And it's about 35% Christian. 
Um, in 2003, uh, Jan Swenson, who is a member over at Holiday Park, was over in that region, and uh, he developed a vision. I won't go into all the details, okay? But his vision was to create an orphanage, a place where kids could live, okay, and be exposed to a Christian environment. And he came back, and he lit a fire over at Holiday Park, and, and Brian uh, Albig over here, and Cheryl, and the, and the folks that are over there saw the vision. And from 2003 until early 2005, property was bought, and the bottom floor of what's going to look like a hotel whenever I show you the, uh, the video in a few minutes was put in place. Uh, the very beginning, there were 25 children that came in. Um, Whenever they went to, to basically take the applications and to decide who was going to live there, they had hundreds of applicants. Uh, today, the orphanage has grown to 160 children. And so it's a tremendous work that's been primarily uh, undertaken by the Holiday uh, Park Church of Christ, but the various congregations here in the Pittsburgh area have been instrumental in helping that as well. In a few minutes, I'll tell you a little bit about what Crossroads has done, but I want to tell you how you ended up today hearing about this now, not when Jan is back from one of his trips over there, and, and why we're going to do the pasta dinner downstairs. Uh, late last year, uh, Ian Gauchy approached me back around where Mason is out, back in the back of the auditorium, and he said, is there something that, that, you know, that I could be involved with that would be a help for Angel's Place? And uh, uh, you know, he asked about picking a, additional books up for the library, okay, and uh, that wasn't something there was a need for right now. And as I, I, I contacted Jan Swenson, and Jan says, well, he says, you know, we have sent things in the past. Uh, we have sent, obviously, books, medical supplies. We've sent a lot of things over. But he said, where we're at today, the thing that will do the most good is if we had physically money. Because you can buy things so much more inexpensively there in their cities and transport it than to send it over there. So... I gave Ian a couple of ideas, okay, and uh, I want to have him spend a couple minutes talking with you about uh, how we ended up where we're at today and what it was that piqued his interest in, in getting involved with, with Angel's Place. So, Ian, if you'd like to come up front and take the podium. How are you guys doing today? All right, well, I'd just like to begin by, oddly enough, reading from the Bible. I'd like to read a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 9. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. So, I approached Mr. Robeson with this idea, as he said, just later last year. And uh, I, just, I had noticed that we hadn't really done anything major in a while for Angel's Place. I remembered the things that we did as far as collections and things of that nature, and I thought it'd be really nice to kind of bring it up again and do something with that again. 
Um, and the support for it has been tremendous. I'd like to thank everybody who is involved, especially the Robeson family. They've been so supportive of everything, and I'm, I'm really glad that we could do such a thing for such a great cause. Um, I mean, it, it, was a, it, was a really, it was a really good thing to do. I think it was a really cool thing that we brought up and that we kind of have going for us, and it was something that I really wanted to elaborate on and continue doing. Because I think it's a really it's a really cool thing that we're able to do this for these uh, these children over in India. So thank you for all your support, everybody. It's great to see so many people here. I'm really glad. I'm really glad about this. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. Ian mentioned some of the things that we have done before, and. Uh, we're, we're right at the 10-year anniversary of Angel's Place, and I mentioned the numerical growth that is there. Uh, some of the things that we have done here, and, and just to bring back some memories for you. You may have remembered that at one time, I mentioned all those diseases, but they had very little capability of, of fighting off the diseases and, and deal with medic, medical conditions. If any of the ki- children had a problem, they had to be transported to the nearest, nearest hospital, which was a ways uh, away. And... Uh, so one of the things that we did is we, we basically established an infirmary at Angel's Place. Uh, I mentioned the library that, that Ian had mentioned about the books. Uh, there was one time where we had so many books around the back wall that the Carnegie Library was calling us and wanting to know if we could get, they could have some of our books, okay? <laughs> but we literally had many, many books along the back wall, you know, and, and a number of people here went through and, and organized them in a fashion that they were in different categories. And then we sent them over to India and established the library that is there. Whenever you get to the videos in a couple minutes, watch for printer boxes, okay, of books that are being opened. Other things that have been done, okay, some of our life connection groups have taken on service projects. Uh, Scarves went over about a year ago, I think, if that was about the right time, maybe a little longer. Okay, you're going to see those in the video. Uh, One of our groups sent blankets over at one point in time. So those have been very instrumental. Uh, the dinner today, okay, we have done pasta dinners, dinners in the past. We have done breakfast in the past in trying to raise funds for Angel's Place. And those have been very, very instrumental as well in helping the work continue over there. I think it was three years ago, uh, daughter Stephanie and Jen Langosh, who uh, was a member here for about three years, they went over with Jen on a mission trip. And it was such a, an eye-opening experience for both of them. that They came back and shared that experience with us as a congregation. Most recently, okay, at our congregational meeting in January, uh, we, we committed, okay, and we did do, not just committed, we did, we sent $5,000, okay, from the congregation over to Holiday Park. Uh, they had an opportunity, okay, if they could raise $25,000 to have a matching gift that would fund a multi-purpose building. If you think of 160 kids sitting down to eat, okay, they're not going to do it around two or three picnic tables, folks, okay? They needed facilities to be able to accommodate the children. And so that work, probably if it hasn't started yet, it will be starting soon because they're nearing the time of year when they can get into construction as well. Um, pop cans, soda cans. There's a, there's a container down in the, in the basement, okay? Uh, periodically I take uh, cans over to Holiday Park, and they have a room where they store them and take them and get them recycled. Printer cartridges. I mean, these are all things that we have done okay, as part of trying to help Holiday Park serve in, in, in a leadership role for the orphanage over in India. And 
It's all because of the things that you folks have done, okay, that we're able to make that commitment to the orphanage. Uh, at this time, okay, we're going to watch the first part of the video. And what you're going to see is you're going to see Jan Swenson. Many of you will recognize him. For those of you who may be new here, okay, haven't seen it, Jan's on first. And then, then we're going to go and, and watch uh, a portion that's called A Day at Angel's Place. Hi, my name is Jan Swenson, and I'm executive director of the James Connection. James Connection is the charity that operates Angel's Place, our orphanage in Chirachanpur in Northeast India. Thank you for your interest in the children. This is a video that was prepared by our staff at Angel's Place, and they wanted to show us what the children were like and what it was like at Angel's Place and how wonderful these children are. This video has several pieces to it. The first one is called A Day at Angel's Place and just shows the children going through their typical routine that they go through almost every day. The next three are songs that are performed by our kids. Two of them are by the Angel's Trio. And I think you'll agree that they're three girls with beautiful voices that blend in very well. The fourth is a video of all the children that have become Christians singing a song, showing their thanks and their, uh, and their happiness with their choice as Christians. The rest of the video has several interviews of our children and I think you'll get an idea of what our kids are like. Thanks for watching. I think you'll really enjoy this video. Angel's Place, a home for orphans and destitute children was established in 2005 under the James Connection Trust. The home has a humble beginning with 60 children. Today, the home houses more than 160 children. This is a day at Angel's Place. At 5 o'clock, children wake up at the sound of the bell. Brushing teeth. and washing their face. After a quick ablution, the children study till 7 o'clock. Then they perform the morning chore like mopping and sweeping the hallway, cleaning the room, cleaning the compound. Weathering flowers. Children are given their stationery and personal needs from the storeroom as required. And this plus news Senior children take turn in reading news in the morning assembly. Important news from regional, national, world and sports are read out. After this news reading, the supervisors made various important announcements and closed the assembly with the words of prayer.
the children proceed to their dining hall for the morning meal. After a hard meal, the children go to school, which is a 10-minute walk from the home. Coming back from school, the children enjoy the playtime, indulging in various games and sports like football, very popular among the boys. Frisbees, volleyball, and different indoor games. <laughs> the children also love to play traditional game of pebbles called Chuang Thai. The library, which stores more than 990 books, is open every afternoon. At 5 o'clock, the children assembled as usual and eat their evening meal. The children are also provided tea and snacks. After food, the children conduct devotion, a time to be solemn and getting connected to God, singing praises, reading Bible verses, and each senior boy is taking turn in sharing God's word. This is followed by the evening hour of study. Children are provided vocational training facilities like computer, tablet, and tailoring. On every Saturday evening, the children are given break from their study and they get to watch television and on some occasion watching documentary from Cosetto. After the usual evening routine, they go to bed to have a sweet sound sleep. All right, so for Lauren and Ava and for Maddie and for Luke and for you guys and for Logan back there, did you hear what they said about what time they got up in the morning? <laughs> what time did they get up, Logan? Did you hear? Luke, anybody here? Five o'clock in the morning, okay? And then what did they do before they went to school? They did chores, okay? They brushed their teeth, they washed their face, and then they got down to business. Okay, and they worked for an hour or so, and then they had breakfast, and then did they get on the bus to go to school? No, did you see them walking up the hill with the umbrellas and the rain? So, you know, you look at the things that we have here, and, you know, we certainly appreciate the things we have, but did you see them complaining? I mean, they appreciated the things they had, too. And um, 
the children there are very, very, I'll call it ambitious. They want to learn. They want to know things about you know, the world around them. Uh, if you could hear all the interviews, they talk about wanting to be doctors, about wanting to be engineers, and, and all the high expectations they have for their lives. Um, we're going to see two, uh, three music videos. The first two are going to be three, by three young ladies, very beautiful voices. And, and the third one of those is going to be by all of the individuals there who have been baptized into Christians. And it's by far, okay, I meant to go back and actually look at the numbers, okay, but it's by far the majority of those who are old enough to understand what the commitment is they should be making. Uh, so it's a very high percentage of the, of the children that are there that have become Christians. So watch the next three then. While the world looks upon me as a struggle along, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart I'm rejoicing, how I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. On me, there's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's a food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. We're not new And I have not much money But Lord, I have you And that's all that matters Though the world may not see Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me Your old creation, leave its voice, your mountains sing, and the rivers rejoice for the name of Jesus, for His name. And we, His people, self by grace, we bow our hearts, and we bring our praise to our sweet Redeemer, for His name.
than to be His, to bring His glory, and to fully live for the name of Jesus, for His name. So with everything we are, and everything we have, we pour out our offerings, and if everything should fail, the rocks will We have two, uh, two of the folks, that uh, kids that are over there, want to listen to a couple things they have to say. And listen carefully. They're, they're, they're not public speakers, okay? But they, they do have a message. Maybe. My father passed away five years ago, and my mother abandoned me. I was taken care of by my grandmother. When I stand in this place, I learn many new things, like Bible verse, new gospel song, computer, look, and, and other new things. When I grown up, I want to become Air Force officer. 
Hi Papa Leon, Papa Stanley, thank you for sponsoring me, Micro Bestie. Hello, my name is Yunaidon. I am 13 years old. I study in grade 8 and I love to dance. Before I live in this angel's place, my parents pass away and I'm so worried that my aunt and uncle will not have money to support me to go to school. But after I live in this angel's place, I'm so happy that I have learned so many things like new computer, Bible verse and hear the gospel of God every day. And I am happy to live in Andrew's place. My aim in life is to become an engineer. Hi, Nunu, Timmy, Papa, Ring, Mikayala, and Sister Catherine. Thank you for sponsoring me. Because of you all, I can go to school and get my education. May God bless you all. Thank you. As Ian mentioned previously, we do want to thank you for being here today uh, and participating in the service today and hopefully sticking around for the, uh, the fundraiser lunch uh, in a few minutes. Um, it is one of the things that we do periodically to try to raise, raise some money, and that's something that we all have an opportunity to do. There are a number of us here who are monthly sponsors of children there. If that's something that you would be interested in doing, you, know, you can let me know and I can, I can tell you how to do that. Um, but, but for many folks here, uh, that's, that's, that's a pretty big commitment, okay? But uh, what you can do today is, is a tremendous help as well. And so we would just encourage you to stick around and to uh, in, enjoy some time of fellowship in the, uh, the pasta fundraising dinner after we close this morning. As we always do, okay, we close our service this morning, though, with, with a, an invitation to anyone who might have something on their heart that they would like, they'd like to put on Christ in baptism, or if they have a struggle in their life that they would like for the congregation here to pray about. And so we're going to offer that at this time, and Bill, you can lead us in our song now.